0: Hey, we are the Moms of Furries, I'm Carrie.
1: Hello, I am Joelle. And you are listening to the Moms of Furries podcast.
0: Our mission is to talk about the furry fandom in an honest and loving way. And if this is your first time joining us, I'll give you a little background. So we have kids and they were into the furry fandom and sort of drug us in kicking and screaming at the beginning and we realized what an amazing community this is to be a part of and decided that we really needed to share this with other parents and and Mm -hmm. folks out there that thought it was weird or they were afraid of it. So you, if you go to our website or if you go to our YouTube channel, you're going to hear our musings and our experience being a part of the fandom. And we hope that it is helpful to you. Our
1: website is mofurries.com. Find all of our contact information there. Or you can just send us a message, whatever you need. Another way that we support the fandom, we have created a space called the Young Furry Chill Space. A place for young furries and their chaperones, which typically means their family or the parents, to come in. They create art. They play games. They just take a break from the convention, whatever, meet other young furries. Parents can get a break as well. So that is what we do. We're also very active on, well, we're very active on Twitter.
0: <laughs> we have a presence in social media that is evolving. <laughs> on social media, with the social medias. In the sock med, We
1: are... <laughs> On Instagram, we're actually really active right now because we have one video Expediency. of this little senior dog of mine trying to protect us but didn't want to get up. So he's just barking. And it's just this little video. And then one of my teenagers is laughing in it. At last glance, we've had like almost 127,000 views. So it's kind of crazy. Uh, so I guess we're on pretty heavy on instagram now too
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we have uh, we have several videos on our youtube channel like so many other folks who were really active covid just kind of put a monkey wrench into things and we're we are working hard to get back at it we are starting fresh and we are glad that you are here hopefully you can check out some of our other stuff so we did youtube back in the day and i've noticed now that a lot of people are switching over to twitch I really don't know anything about Twitch. Joelle, you said it's mostly for gamers, right? I mean, that's maybe
1: not. But from what I see, that's what it looks like. It looks like streaming, but a lot of gamers use it. Now, we have a Twitch account. We just have not done anything with it. And I don't know that we will. Right now, we really want to focus on our podcast.
0: So maybe that's not our niche.
1: (laughs) Maybe, but we do want to uh, get back into playing Jackbox with people. So look for live streams from us playing Jackbox.
0: Yep. But today we are going to just get our feet wet with that experience when your kid or loved one comes to you and they say I'm a furry or some other thing that feels weird to you and just five easy steps to respond.
1: Yeah if you don't understand it we want to help you with just five steps to remember. Before we get into it the reason we thought this was the most important we've talked to some really popular influencers and content creators within the fandom and we all get the same question and that question is how do I tell my loved ones or my parents that I'm buried?
0: And I want to say that it may not be minor children. It, it, it could be anyone. It could be your niece or nephew that's coming to you. So these, these steps can apply to a broad number of situations.
1: You are so right. I wasn't even thinking about that because honestly, we've had a lot of adults who have not told their parents things about them. They don't normally email us or message us, but we have had those conversations. Exactly. And worried that
0: they may be thrown out or love removed.
1: Love removed, I think, or just disappointment or anything. I mean, there are, it's just the whole gamut of negative emotions.
0: And that may um, sound crazy that for me to say love removed in relation to I'm a furry and maybe you don't respond well, but that sometimes is the message received.
1: Yes. And we only know this because we're being told by people.
0: Number one listen without reacting and this is a hard 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 one yeah sometimes people will come to us and they will say a thing that immediately gets our guard up or it'll trigger us or it'll remind us of a situation and we will immediately shut down and say nope this isn't good, well, you're rolling your eyes or you're looking away or you like unconsciously shaking your head. Those are all visible reactions you interrupting them. It's a reaction that can cause them to to really shut down and not feel safe talking to you. So we would encourage you to listen to the best of your ability without reacting. Let them get it out. They've probably practiced this a couple of times in their head. They maybe wrote it down, yeah. yeah before they came to you, so let them get it out
1: exactly. And then once they've said their piece, take a breath and then ask questions. (laughs) Take a beat. You know, think before you react is is really what we're saying in the first one. And then the second thing is just ask questions and not accusing questions, but questions in the manner of what interests you about the, the furry fandom. Let's focus on the fandom since that's what we really know the most about, but it could cross a broad range of subjects. So you could say what is it about the fandom that that draws you in or you know what videos do you watch who do you follow those kinds of things real questions not accusatory just start asking questions let your kid tell you why they're in the fandom
0: and it's important to ask them why the fandom what is it about the fandom you know are they mm-hmm. interested in drawing they may be interested in fursuits they may be interested in music they might r- want to write stories there could be a, a, you know so many different avenues and aspects of the fandom that they are interested in so find out what it is that's drawing them to it and what portions before you immediately assume the worst ask right. the questions do that discovery
1: right and once you have been asking questions and you get some answers then you can move on to number three which is research beyond the sensational stuff anybody can put in what is a furry in the google search you're gonna get ah! millions probably of concerning things there's
0: some <laughs> funky Five. stuff out there so yes. to be aware dig deeper
1: Right, because because it is considered kind of a weird thing. It's very subculture, or it was. It's becoming more mainstream, I know. Cover your ears, furries.
0: It's a little more <laughs> I was going to say, so
1: controversial. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to put out sensational stories. There have been a lot of made-up stories. And, you know, it is a large group of people. So there are some people who maybe aren't great. and Like those in are always any
0: other walk of life.
1: In any other walk of life. The differences, though... When the fandom as a whole learns of behavior, what is considered poor behavior, it's pretty well known that a Twitter fire goes down and everybody's called out. Most furries don't want that kind of thing in the fandom. So. And I,
0: I really appreciate that aspect of the, uh, the call out and cancel culture within the fandom. Like funny business is just not tolerated.
1: I I, I get where people are like cancel culture is just it's too Quick to be on a trigger and kind of thing, but I love when people tell us what's going on with a certain person, especially if we have mistakenly followed them or if they are one of our followers, because we want to make sure that we're curating our feed to show things and people who we want to interact with. So...
0: And on that note, so with researching beyond the sensational stuff, there are right. websites that have great information. I would recommend First Science, Joel. I'm sure you know others. I would, dare I say, recommend MoFurries.com or the Moms of Furries YouTube channel because they're okay. But, you know, <laughs> we have done a lot of work in making it so that you are learning gently and, and it's honest information and it comes from, from research and love and us interacting with the furry fandom
1: oh yeah if you go back into our earlier videos we basically recorded as we were learning so there's a lot of information there
0: and ask your kids who they are watching on youtube and watch those channels separately or with them or some of both and make sure it's something that you feel comfortable with and uh, that's a great way to do research
1: exactly and then on to number four once you have some information, be honest with your kids. Like, I saw this. I don't really get it. Can you explain it to me? Or sometimes you're just not going to get it. But be honest with your kids. Kids can read a lie from a mile away, but be supportive. You know, it's okay to say, I don't understand why you're into it, but I'm you know, I'd be down to take you to a convention or whatever.
0: Or, it's, or it still feels kind of weird to me. I did see a video that said some people were doing something inappropriate during a convention at a hotel. I don't want to see that. So if you right. if you are seeing things, be honest about that while maintaining your, your support.
1: You found out that your kid wants a fursuit. Maybe you're like, I still don't get it. I still don't understand it but maybe we could go to the fabric store and find some fur and start putting some things together. There are ways to be honest, but also supportive. I feel like that moves right into number five, becoming involved at a level that's comfortable for everybody involved.
0: Absolutely. So we're not suggesting at all that if your young furry comes to you and they say I'm really interested in the fandom that you say hey you know what there's a convention next weekend let's go it's a lot and it can be overwhelming we would never suggest that you jump all in like that at the start unless that's your thing
1: that's the only way right it's not the only way to be involved
0: Absolutely not so watching videos with your kid listening to podcasts with your kid or asking them questions asking to see the art that they are creating that is related to the fandom
1: watch tutorials from matrix and learn how to make a set of paws and work with your kid if that's something that you're into like there are a lot of things to do but your kid may not even want you to be involved so maybe just being there to talk to (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's honestly I mean, we were lucky. Our kids were super excited about us venturing into developing the Moms of Furries. But your kids might not really want you involved in it. So maybe the level is once in a while you poke in your head in and say, hey, has Pokari put out any new videos? Do you want to sit down and watch anything? Like maybe that's it. Mm. At least it opens up a line of communication. Yes,
0: absolutely. And even though we are very active within the fandom, I think it's important to set those boundaries and be open while you're doing it. So we still think it's important that you are doing it at a level that works for all. So and
1: with that being said, though, we have seen parents who the weekend, of a convention is the only time that they have like that one-on-one time with their kids, so they are all in. Absolutely. they're doing everything together. They're going to the panels, going out to eat. If you are considering, or if you consider in the future taking your kid to a convention for a furry convention, without even shamelessly plugging us i would advise you to try to get to a convention where we are hosting our young for a chill space and the reason is we've been doing it for five years and we receive so much positive feedback because it's like a, a nice base for parents especially for a first time so definitely first time if you can get to a convention where the young for chill space is being hosted by us we would love to meet you
0: And as we close out, I want to say if there are topics you'd like to see us cover or discuss, please reach out and let us know because if it's meaningful to you, it's probably meaningful to someone else. And some of the things we're looking at talking about in future podcast episodes are terms to be aware of so that you will understand when you hear maybe some different language or different words and sounds your, your kid might be saying. And also maybe what to expect that first time you go to a convention. It can be really overwhelming and we kind of break it down into little bits so that it's easy to digest yes
1: especially if you go to a larger con just registration alone can be overwhelming so we can help with that
0: we hope <laughs> that you enjoyed this podcast and that we hope that it at least got you thinking a little bit more about the fandom and we welcome you to reach out and hope that you'll listen in the future have a great day